0: This is episode 25.3 of Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible, a new, much funnier translation of the entire Hebrew Bible written by me, David Tuckman, coming to you from my living room, slickly edited over some room tone to make it sound like I'm whispering to you before the show. Each month on the show, a guest joins me to read as much of the Old Testament as they can while I make fun of it. This time around, I'm joined by Rishi Groner as we read Come, aka Bo, the third portion in the book of Exodus, which I like to call names. The next live show will be a Beauty Bar in New York City on November 24th with Michael Schreiber at 7 p.m. and online soon after. Enjoy. Previously in the Bible. One of Jehovah's messengers appeared to Moshe as a mass of flame inside a bush.
1: All the water in the river turned to blood. Aaron brought forth the frogs and covered Mitzrayim. All the dust in Mitzrayim became life. A great swarm came to Pharaoh's house. All the livestock of Mitzrayim died. Festering, pus dripping, bloody boil. Flowering forth (laughs) on man and animal. Fire torched the ground and Hashem rained hail on Mitzrayim. In the morning, the wind brought the locusts. They covered Mitzrayim. A gloomy darkness enveloped all of Mitzrayim for three days. You'll take the blood and put it on the two doorposts. For
0: thousands of years, we've been under the impression the Bible was meant to be taken seriously. Finally, a new translation that'll change all that. This is oh my God, what the fuck Bible? (laughs) (laughs) Chapter twenty-eight in which God straight up murders people. I think I used that joke already. Exodus 1229 to 1239.
1: Oh, man. Hashem struck all of Mitzrayim's firstborns in the middle of the night, from Pharaoh's son who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the prisoner in the house of the pits. What happened to the, the maid in the millstone? Nah,
0: uh, she's dead. <laughs> it's a new metaphor. It's more exciting.
1: Just all the slaves' kids died. Every are, you,
0: are you upset that there's narrative variance in this final? Episode? I'm just
1: curious about the consistency. Like, even... Which one's more of an even? Like, the son of the maidservant or the son of the slave? That's a good question. And what's what's a different hierarchy in the social caste back in Egypt? Like, the maid in the millstone or the house of the pits? I don't know. These are important questions we should ask a sociologist from Egypt. <laughs> yes. Every firstborn of an animal, too, they all died. Ooh. Okay, guess who else died that night? Who? Wait, didn't the... Oh, no, that was during the Plague of Darkness, damn it. Oh, we
0: missed, missed it. it. Who else, who died in the Plague so, of Darkness? So the
1: story with the Plague of Darkness was that all of the, the Jews who were kind of like, uh, I don't really believe you, Moshe. I don't know if we're going to actually leave Egypt. Yeah. They were like, God was like, I'm not taking you out. You can stay in Egypt or you can die. So he, But this is like classic Jews not wanting to air out the dirty laundry in public. So while it was dark and no one could oh, see, shit. that was when like four-fifths of the people died there. Mm-hmm. So they're all like hanging out in the dark, and all the Jews are dying, and then they woke up and everything was
0: fine. I like that teaching because it implants the idea that four fifths of Jews are like, eh, not up to snuff.
1: Yeah, only 20% <laughs> made it up. Yeah. It's the 1%, well, the 20%. Paro, all his slaves, and all of Mitzrayim got up in the night. This is the best song ever. you know the kids' song? Paro in pajama, but Yes,
0: Paro in pajama in the middle of the night.
1: Yeah, I know the Hebrew version. I know it was the English version. Yeah.
0: Paro great. in pajama, but okay.
1: great song. <laughs> <laughs> A great shot. They've had up.
0: pajamas for years. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that Paro's pajamas had frogs on it? That would be really ironic.
1: <laughs> well, there's the whole story about the other song about Paro. When he woke, when morning, when Paro woke in his bed, there were frogs on his bed and frogs in his head. Yes, exactly. Did you sing that? And in when his you did butt. That? I
0: didn't. I did not. It's the best song ever. And in his butt.
1: In his mouth, everywhere. In his mouth, in his guts. All over the town, there were frogs. Frogs <laughs> here, frogs there. Sorry, I'm
0: Frogs sorry. were truly
1: everywhere. everywhere.
0: <laughs> okay, back to murder.
1: Sorry, I like my uh, Jewish nursery rhymes. <laughs> Apologies. Uh, a great shout went out in Mitzrayim. I feel like we need a sound effect. Ah! There was not a house without
0: death. So, according to Midrash, there was not a house without death. The Mitzray woman... All, every one of them, cheated on their husbands or their men with single men and got pregnant. So unbeknownst to the men of the houses, there could be up to five firstborns from one woman. When they came down and all their firstborn sons were dead, um, that made the death even more awkward, I'm sure.
1: It's very presumptuous of you, because what makes you assume that maybe it was against their will and there were horrible Egyptian men out there who were raping women?
0: Oh my god, maybe.
1: I'm telling you, subtext. Subtext. Um, by the way, I, I'm, I'm sorry that you stole that midrash from me because I want to tell it. Because oh. my favorite um, Haggadah reading activity to do is to read the midrash under the table. Oh. I can get all the cool stories and then shout them out at the, like the table. I like the idea that
0: you're secretly reading additional Jewish texts.
1: <laughs> Para summoned Moshe and Aharon that night.
0: Oh man, Moshe missed the perfect opportunity to do something bitchy about that whole I won't see your face again business.
1: Yeah. yeah. Maybe it was dark. It was dark, Maybe so he Parra didn't really slept see it. It was
0: like it was a deep throat kind of thing. Parra in a parking lot.
1: Paro slept in a nutcap and it was like falling over his eyes, mm-hmm. like in a cartoon. <laughs> Get up, Parra said. Leave here, you and the sons of Yisrael. Go and worship Hashem like you said. Take your sheep and your cattle. Take them like you said. Go and bless me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best exit line ever. But really wanted to send them out of the land quickly. We're all gonna die," Mitzrayim said. They were not happy with their king, eh? No. The nation—that's like bad um, opinion polls, you know. Yes. The nation of Taro's Yisrael-
0: approval rating was in the tank, basically in the Nile. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the nation of Yisrael picked up its dough before, it picked up its dough up before it could rise, and wrapped what was left in their clothing. They didn't have any tupperware, eh? No. Putting it in their shoulders.
0: Still pats on their backs.
1: They asked Mithtrium for gold, their gold and silver utensils and clothing, just like Moshe said. Oh,
0: clothing was extra. Moshe didn't say anything about clothing, but all right.
1: So another darkness thing is that during the Dark Plague, that's when they went and had a look and saw where all the gold ah. was. And they were like, hey, Egyptians, give us your gold and silver. And they're like, oh, I don't have anything. Like, All my diamonds are in the bank. And they were like, no, 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 I know, because during the dark, I snipped around and it's in the safe on the left-hand side. Oh,
0: my God. Under, in the Andy's <laughs> drawer. Midrash is not helping any s- sneaky Jews characters. I
1: don't think this is Midrash. It's like straight up Rashi. It's a good story, though. Yeah. Um, and now I lost my spot. Hashem made Mitzrayim like them, so their request was granted. That's probably the real story that I just mm-hmm. said. And that's how Yisrael pillaged Mitzrayim. Sure. Yeah, I don't like that word. The sons of Yisrael traveled from Ramses to Sukkot. About 600,000 of them. Just the men, not counting the children. Or, who? who? On foot.
0: Yeah, we don't even mention that the women aren't counted. There were just a
1: few of them there, here and there.
0: That's not important.
1: I love how I learned a whole story about how when they were counting them in the desert, there was a whole thing with the the Levites, they had to count from a month old, and everyone else got counted from 20. And the Levites were often, like, nursing babies. There's a whole story about how, like, Moses didn't have to go all the way into the tent because he didn't want to disturb the modesty of the women, and I'm like, but he didn't need to count them because they were just the wet nurses, the wet night. Anyway, digress. A big mixture also went with them.
0: So the big mixture apparently means a bunch of other nationals who came with Israel because the Jews and the Egyptians weren't the only ones around.
1: A great translation of this word, by the way, is riffraff.
0: Riffraff, I like that. I think I'm going to start using that.
1: Yeah, the riffraff went with them. Um, I like to refer to the riffraff... In life uh, fairly often. Sheep, cattle, and so much heavy livestock too. What's a heavy livestock?
0: Heavy livestock. I don't know.
1: Maybe they (laughs) had like a woolly mammoth.
0: Yes, exactly. The unicorns. They're elephants.
1: They'd been chased out with no time to wait, so the dough they'd taken from its rain baked into matzo cakes because it didn't rise. They also hadn't made any food for themselves.
0: Which is weird because God, God gave them instructions to put blood on their doors like four days previous. He couldn't have suggested packing food
1: maybe? Also, that's so not Jewish of them. No, like, not at all. Like, have you seen a bunch of Jews a during class? A bunch Passover of Jews
0: going on a trip. Going anywhere, they have an entire suitcase full of Jews. This was the first full of <laughs> Jews. A suitcase full of food. <laughs> a suitcase full of Jews.
1: Uh, more that's to. more of a
0: German uh, piece of luggage. Yeah, even though too soon. Too soon.
1: <laughs> I think it's foreshadowing because. We're going to get to a good story about this what they did we, for food. This
0: is how we learned our lesson to always bring food with us wherever we go. <laughs> so did you take a sandwich? <laughs> Remember what happened in Egypt.
1: What are you going to do? That's, some chapter bread 20. Back?
0: that's chapter 28. Well, it's also funny because it does mention matzah before it mentions this. So presumably they have the matzah. It, it, that's a little strange because they make the Pesach sacrifice the night before and they presumably matzah already exists. And then there's this new food that seems to be baked on the back, so it's a little.
1: Funky. Maybe it's just like, oh, this is what we eat all the time—flatbread—and yeah. now we're gonna make some more on our way. Maybe. I don't think it's all that different. Maybe. But hey, I, th- I just like Hashem's cooking tips when they come
0: through. <laughs> <You laughs> Roast know? meat, not boiled. Oh. No milk steak. That's chapter 28. This is chapter 29, in which we recap the last four plus centuries. Exodus 12:40 1240 to 12:42.
1: The sons of Yisrael lived in Mitzrayim for 430 years.
0: So, if you've been paying attention to the numbers, you'll notice this timing doesn't work at all. So, the medieval Jewish commentators also noticed this. They invented a whole new timeline that goes back to Yitzchak, making the 430 years work, that I'm not going to go into.
1: What's a shame here is that I was really looking forward to showing off my expensive Jewish education. Yes. Because I remember this very well.
0: Well, what is the exact timeline? If you can, do you remember it?
1: Oh, not down to the numbers, okay. but it, th- but there was there was a whole scenario where it was like it was meant to be longer, and then they cut off 70 years, and then right. you know moved in a different direction, and and then, then there
0: was a crazy thing that I read about how like the Talmudic scholars made a translation of the Tanakh into Greek, uh, for a pharaoh, and they actually changed this value in order to trick him so that he, I don't know why, in order for it to match some other number somewhere. I obviously didn't read that much about it. That's <laughs> a great
1: story. Do you know that story of how no, they I did a the Septuagint? I can't pronounce it. The Septuagint? Septuagint. Okay. So this is like one of the Greek emperors was like, I want to know what your Torah says because I have no idea. And they were like, well, we'll give you a version. But he didn't want them to make up stuff and skip stuff out. Right. So he took 70 of them. And these were all oh, yes, yes. intense classical scholars. Like I did read this. In they knew everything, yeah. like Greek and Aramaic and Hebrew and everything. And he put them in separate rooms and they all came out with the same exact translation. There were a couple places where they changed it because of certain reasons that would have, you know, bred anti Semitism, and we all know how afraid of that we are. And for some reason, all came out the exact same. After 430 years, in the middle of the day, the legions of Hashem left Mitzrayim. Hashem's taking them from Mitzrayim is the night of guarding over all the sons of Israel for all their generations. Seriously, all their generations? Because on that night of Passover in my house, we leave the door unlocked. Yes, And I hope no one on the internet knows where I live.
0: <laughs> yes, don't tell anybody on the internet where you live.
1: Oops.
0: That's a really bad thing to do, especially if you say anything about video game players. Um, that's chapter 29, let's go to chapter 30. We just have two left, we're almost there. <laughs> Listen, you guys. All right. At least there's action in this one. In a couple of months, we're gonna to get to Truma and to Tsava, and it's just gonna be all building instructions, and the plot is just going to die. This is chapter thirty. I told which... you,
1: God's like a Martha Stewart. Yes,
0: God is all into decoration. I don't know if I agree with his design ideas, but the general concept.
1: Well, you didn't we'll let get... me be on the one where we talk about the unicorn skins. So, we'll get yes, you know, we'll get to that's
0: it. That's a decoration tip. Chap- anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> If you're decorating your house, Unicorn Skin is recommended, if you can find it. That's all we've got time for this week. Join us next week for the next installment, released on Thursday on Juicy.com and Friday everywhere else. And we mean it this time. Remember, you can talk back to me on Twitter, Facebook, omgwtfbible.com, or omgwtfbible at gmail.com. If you like the show, please rate and review it on iTunes. The next live recording of Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible will be at Beauty Bar on November 24th with guest Michael Schreiber. And Don't miss a show, because next time, in the Bible. So I guess technically I belong to a cohane right now.